0: His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. Come and let's Let's feast together. Amen. Amen. That's so much like um, Jesus likes to fellowship. It's not just the food. He says, but I prepare a table, a fellowship table before your enemy. Now, if anybody can eat in front of an enemy like that enemy is not <laughs> quite, you know, <coughs> functioning well anymore <laughs> because you can't eat <laughs> in front of the enemy. But when Jesus is around, that enemy is kind of like losing it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. You, you and Jesus eats. I'm, I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> Isn't that great how Jesus diffuses the enemy? How he makes the enemy like, you know. It's important what you eat and a diet, you know. Like like uh, Daniel um, was in, uh, Daniel, the Shadrach Michigan, Abednego, picking Shadrach Michigan, Abednego. How about a good round of yay band? Because these teenagers were amazing, huh? Yes. Wow. I had them captured in my Instagram. (laughs) Wonderful. I want to show my band at home uh, how you guys did some of the songs, awesome. We have a great band also. In fact, next year I was thinking about bringing the Global Celebration Band. Particularly in Indianapolis, uh, I thought it would be great. And then if we get that far, we'll probably come over to get ready for a big party, huh? So, Shadrach, Michigan, and Daniel. Okay, they were traffic children. They were slaves. It yeah. was, you know, and, and they uh, were given a chance by the kings um, to, uh, and they were good looking and smart guys. So, even those slaves, they put them in a special training to, uh, to be used for the kings. Uh, King, what's his name? Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. Thank you. Um, so here they are slaves, but they don't act like slaves. And how do I we know? Well, because they didn't want to eat any old food, right? So they go, "Well, I don't know about this meat stuff. Let's just uh, skip that." Because the meat was not just veg; they were not just vegetarian. They were they didn't want to eat meat that was offered to idols. It was idolatrous, So they like, "Don't like that." And if you let us not eat it, and eat the other stuff, veggies and things, will show you how s- superior our, our, our thing is going to be. So the pe- person in charge, it's okay, I'm going to give you a little chance, but I'm going to risk, you know, I don't want to, you know, get in trouble for that, so show me. So as they were not eating the food of the s- sacrifice to idols, all of a sudden, they start looking better and better. And then, uh, Uh, Of course, the trial came and they were uh, submitted to worship, this uh, statue, this uh, idol of this culture at the time. And they're going, no, we're not going to do that because we have our God to worship and we're not bowing down for another God, (laughs) period. They had attitude. (laughs) They were not. Normal slaves like normal slaves don't do stuff like that. But these guys were, they were in a slave situation, but the, they themselves were not slaves. So I just want to encourage you with that because the culture around you <coughs> will try to enslave you, to sort of bow down, to be intimidated by their standards and their gods and so forth. But you are like the Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego. No way. We got our God. We worship only our God, Jesus, and <coughs> so they they became in uh, danger to be to be thrown in the fire and so forth. But they still they they knew that <coughs> their God is a God of rescue, and that's what we're raising the next generation of uh, mothers and fathers, of course. But we want to raise the uh, the f- the. Lewis is the former slaves, the, the ones that are slaves today. as you rescue them and then <clears throat> raise them, our, our commitment is uh, all the way through college. So if it takes 12 years or, or 15 years however long it takes, we want to have the opportunity to, to go through through college and and or at least skill, Skills, some sort of skill school. We have several skill so schools in, in India that we, we we can have an option, but my desire is like college, you know. And we have already grads <coughs> that are functioning as leaders, and, and the Lord is saying all Can you give me some water? <coughs> I have some water somewhere. Oh, thanks. Can you open it? <coughs> Of course, you have to speak them into uh, believing, because like, they don't they don't have any dreams when you when if I mean the dream is not to be abused or just to have something to eat. So we're going no. I mean that's great, but now that you're here, what do you want to do? What do you want to you know? So and we, we give them different options, and and uh, they starting to dream about being you know, doctor or counter or engineer, Uh, one little kid in India, one of our kids, he says she says, I wanna be an English teacher. She doesn't even speak English, but she (laughs) wants to teach English. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great dream. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do it. And and so (coughs) that's what the Lord wants to do. The Lord wants to raise former slaves. Now we're gonna raise them as sons and daughters and they're gonna go and be the leaders of tomorrow. So guys, has given me these amazing um, visions and and, uh, and and prophetic, just to declarations, to, to believe that we at our life, during a lifetime, we could see ending of child trafficking, mm-hmm. end yes. to it. Yes. So how many agree with me like this? Because yes. I'm like <laughs> collecting, Collecting belief, right? We got to believe together, and, 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 and you know, and you know, as we support them as well, and and uh, come with me with me sometime and you see what what you're sowing into, and because kids need more than food, they need hugs. Yeah. Come on, yeah. we need huggers, yeah. and 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 holy kissers, and just look at them in the face and and you know, say. Uh, bless you. God. Let, let me read you a little errand blessing. Even though it's an Old Testament, but just wanna that's a type of what uh, we had to do, even in a greater measure. It says uh, in uh, at the end of Numbers 6:25 in that neighborhood there, God spoke to Moses and he says tell Aaron now Moses of course is the leader that that led Israel out of slavery and so he had some speech problem or something and he just didn't have confidence in you know verbal communication so God gave him a helper Aaron to be his uh, you know communicator but at this point um, God is talking to Moses about how Aaron to, and, and his sons to bless Israel. This is a job of the, the priest. Aaron was the high priest at the time and, and his sons. And t- just, just see what, what's this, what's, what he's saying. now. Here's how to bless my people, Israel. Say to them. Say, say. So you, you have to use your verbal uh, to, to do bless. The mouth is, is for confess and to bless. With the heart we believe, then with the mouth we, we make that confession. is very important. So say to them. Now, um, Israel is a big nation. I mean, like a couple million maybe, something like that. Uh, so imagine saying to to, to million without a microphone. <laughs> Say to them, yeah. you know, it's like just get the picture, you know, of of, of communicating a blessing to that many uh, people. It's called projection, you know. If you if you study art and I mean uh, drama and you know uh, theater and stuff, uh, you you to project all the way to the back row to get them. It's like they're up close, you know. That's a ability that, that we're made with, you know. So, actors do that, but priests do that. And so says, God bless you. First thing, say to them, God bless you. Go ahead, say it. God, God bless, God bless you. you. See, now we're using it, it's like, ah, oh, God bless you. But it was a powerful thing. Yeah. God bless you. In other words, God is a God of blessing only. Say only. Only. It's not like, well... Maybe, depending on the mood I am. No, he's a God of blessing always. always. Say always. always. That's all he's thinking. That's all he is. He'll, he never changes. He's a God of blessing and he wants to always bless his people. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let anybody just give you like, well, no. Be in agreement that God wants to bless you. Abraham, God says, I will bless you and make you a blessing to many. So it's not just you to be blessed. But you, we got to start with you so that you can bless many. You can't go, okay, forget about you. Let's bless others. It, it doesn't work that way. God wants to bless you and make you a blessing to many. Amen? Amen. Ooh. I'm in a blessing mood. God is always in a blessing mood. Amen? So, God bless you. Second thing, and keep you. You're a keeper, you know that? Do you know that you're a keeper? (laughs) Permanently, He will never let you go. With His possession, He never let go of His precious possession. Amen? Amen? You're a keeper. You're for keeps. And then, this is the third thing. What do you think it is? The third thing. God smile on you. Smile on you. (laughs) That's big. It's number three. Top three. Smile. You think it's important? It's very important. God is in a smiling mood over His people. He always smiles over his people. Even if we don't deserve it or if you don't see it that way, but God is a God of smile. Just close your eyes and just, just see him smiling. Take a moment, just drink of his smiles. They say, son smiles, well, God smiles better than any sun. Ooh. You feel good? Okay. God smiles in you. So should you. So let me see your smile. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Smile. When when I go to airplanes, I, because it's close quarters and I'm stuck there for two hours with whoever's there, so I turn it it around into a smiling place. And so I just smile right away. (laughs) And then I, I smile, I start with the stewardess. They usually smile. Hello, smile, I good, you know. And, and then I start walking the rows and I smile at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's first, like, you're weird, you know, like, what's with you, you know. But then by the second tour, I start, hmm, uh-huh. And then before you know it, it changed the atmosphere. Smiles changes oh. the atmosphere. I mean, you know, tomorrow you're going to work in wherever your place is like. Just start with a smile of God on you. Then just carry it on. And you're going to change the atmosphere around. You're going to start a a smiling revival. (laughs) That's huge. That's, That's huge. Amen. Whoa. So, God bless you keep you, smile, and gift you. Gift you. He wants to give you gifts. Everything about Christianity is a gift. Jesus is a gift for salvation. Amen. And then he gives gifts. Apostles and prophets and pastors and leaders and teachers and so forth. And then you know, all the uh, gifts of the Spirit. Words of knowledge prophetic gift. You should desire all the gifts of the Spirit, especially to prophesy. Especially. And so all these gifts, God has paid in full to give you gifts. To me, Christianity is like a big Christmas tree every day. Christmas time every day because to me everything is a gift. A gift that I receive and then I give it away. We're to receive all these gifts from God and give them away. Give them away. The more you give away, the more He gives you fresh gift. When we worship, I've learned when I was uh, early starting, the Lord says, "Just give it all you got. Give it all you got. Don't save any energy. Get it all you got. Tomorrow, I'll give you fresh." That's how I learned, and there's a big secret. For, you know, energy and youthfulness because y- you need energy. You know, love is energy. Joy is energy. Uh, healing is energy. Virtue. Flowing. That's energy, That's a healing virtue. And uh, life is energy. Amen? So see, God wants to just energize us to live not just a little bit but abundant life. Abundant life. Ooh, so good. <laughs> so good. Coffee started to work now. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I had a quad, quadra, triple quadra, double, triple quadra. I didn't drink it all. Man, no worries. But I'm saving some for for tomorrow. This is a good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. So, bless you. It's not just coffee, it's it's love. You're giving them love and (laughs) fellowship and you're praying for people. They're no longer your customers. They're your friends. They're your family. You know, you're turning this whole coffee family. (laughs) Coffee town. Using coffee just just for the draw, but then you're giving them far more than coffee. Amen? Amen. So uh, I bless you. I bless your business. God, so it's a gift to you. And then... Then so one two three four the fourth is a gift the fifth is my favorite. He says, he says, look at this God look you full in the face like <laughs> like zooming in the, the camera so it just you're like full in his face and and he gets close to you to be full in your face so you see nothing but his face. That's a that's a good, loving mom and dad. They grab the kid really close and and give him full in the face. So he look you full in the face. And guess what? He make you prosper. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's like, look at it. There it is. Look you full in the face and make you prosper. Wow. There's, there's, there's so much talking against prosperity and, and I guess there's some, some abuses and stuff but don't let anything uh, t- you know just take what God is saying and look to him he's the one the, the original that uh, what is prosperity is from God himself why because he's prospering God is not barely making it he's just exploding with blessings He's a God of blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Say God of blessings. Say my God, my God is a God of, God of blessings. And this is it. You have to just, yeah. just forget whoever sells whatever about anything. You just focus on that and just eat it and drink it and, and live it and be the God of blessings in you. Give him to others like that. Give, give them that. Demonstration that he's a God of blessing. Refuse to live in any other way. The Lord is a Lord of blessing. And that's where joy comes. Joy comes from knowing that God is, our God is a dad and he's a God and a dad of blessings. Woo! Right? And that is, Woo! I can feel his presence now. I can feel his presence because I'm talking, I'm describing him. He shows up. When you start talking, uh, not just about him, but what he's like, he shows up and he demonstrates what he is like. When when they were coming to the promised land, he says, let me show you something. I'm just going to show you two mountains. One mountain... As of all these curses that fall on those who are against him, and those who don't agree and those who are... And so all these stones with all these curses. But not for you. For you is a, another mountain of blessings. And I, I show these two mountains so you don't get confused and you don't get you know talked into it. But here's the, the amount of ble- uh, the curses from which I'm taking fr- you from. I'm taking you from and, and you know in the middle is the cross. So here's what you were, what you used to be, and what I'm taking you from. And the cross is putting it's severing and paying in full to get you out of the curses of the law and all the you know uh disobedience and you know, and now I'm putting you Not only at the foot of the mountain, but I'm putting you, I'm starting you on the top of the mountain of blessing. Seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I could just feel it. (laughs) Ooh. I'm just kidding holy, toasted here. Wow. There's so much love in this place. So much family. So much goodness. So much solid substance. Two families connected by love. Another family expression over there, but yet there's there's like a family, sons and daughters. You know, I was hearing the testimony how much... uh, it's almost like mom and dad, they're proud of you, they encourage you, do it, do the church, do the thing, exactly as you are, yeah. totally different, but yet, same Jesus, yeah. Yeah. and that's the kingdom of God, that's the kingdom of God, they're proud of you, and, and uh, encouraging you, cheering you, like this is the two church families, one is cheering the other, that's the kingdom of God, in the same area. Amen. That is, if, Amen. I'm proud of both of you, <laughs> because that's a mom and dad in the Lord, and these are the moms and dads there and arising, the and then the dead children continues this this family blessing. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. And this whole rows of young people there, the the Shadrach, Meshach, and the Benegos. fearless worshipers. Fearless worship. They know who they are. Yeah. Yeah, they do. The culture around may be acting up differently, maybe having different ideas, but not these guys. They're like sold out yes. that only Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Only Jesus is worth worshipping. Only one give his life, give his blood for all mankind. Only Jesus to be worshipping. And guess what? Even though there may be threats, even though there may be challenges, and even though there may be um, you know intimidation trying to, to stop you and then guess what sooner or later they're gonna they're gonna say only your God can rescue. Yeah. They put you to trials but these trials are always temporary. Remember when the hard times come don't forget like the weather is gonna change. Sooner or <laughs> later cold weather is gonna go it's gonna be warmer. So when it gets cold or it gets dreary, it gets rainy, whatever the, 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 the weather be, just, just give it a little chance. It'll change. Same way with trials. They're never permanent. Never. In 40 years of the Lord, I've seen so many trials, but they all move on. And I'm here and Jesus is here. He's the same and victorious. Always victorious. We always end up victorious. So, when you have an emotional uh, trial, you know, just don't go with that. Just stay on top with Jesus. Stay on top of the mountain. Talk yourself into who you are. Talk to yourself. Use your mouth. Say. And I encourage my students when you read the Bible, might as well read it out loud. Might as well read it because you hear it. Faith comes to hearing, so you can hear your voice. Into your ears. Double double blessing. <laughs> Reading it is good, but then read it out loud. It's even better. Amen. And boldness comes when you when you hear your, yourself say it, you know, because you're not alone. God is inside you. The Holy Ghost is inside you. And through and, and you're giving voice yes. to the Holy Spirit is what it is. You're giving voice to the Lord on earth. Yes. He is in heaven. Your spirit is connected with him through Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Don't ask me to explain how it works. I don't know. He does. I have no idea. I can't explain. Don't let anybody corner you. Well, how it is it that you're here and over there? Like what? Don't, don't, don't ask me. Go talk to God. Just, I believe it. Just enjoy it. Don't be pressured to explain to some know it all, some philosopher there how it works. Don't, don't, don't bother. I don't know. Ask God. See, He's doing it. All I know is that I'm blessed. He's put me on the top of the mountain, seated with Christ Jesus in the mountain of blessings. Whoa. Let me open my Amplified. This is called Amplified. You know why? Because it's loud. This uh, this this is like a guitar with an amp. <laughs> it it's it's amp, louder, amplified. Also, it's a bit longer than every other translation because it's uh, it kind of says the same thing over and over a little bit and <laughs> kind of tries to explain it a little bit and I like that because he gets me. Okay, I, it, it says it in several different ways. It kind of reminds me of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of like that. <laughs> I live with, a, with an Amplified. Um, she, just, she just doesn't just say something that she, she wants. Uh, she says, she looks at me and says, um, in other words, she says, in other <laughs> words. So she's like, okay, I get it and she says what i mean is and she says it again two to three times and i'm going what and and, and finally uh, i said lord what's what this girl is like see so he said give it give it that i got it look i got it and then she go okay now you got it i learned now so okay Got it. Okay. She lets you go. And you know, I don't know if you knew that, but this Bible was written by a woman, Frances Seward. That explains why it's so loud and so long. It's longer than any other translation. The lady keeps saying it again and again, louder and louder, so you can get the point. I go, okay, I like that. That's my Bible, man. I get it. I'm getting it. Yay, ladies, be a loud mouth for Jesus. Come on. Come on. Say it again. So he says here, it says here, um, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, he, he describes it how I will not lack anything. Can you imagine that promise? You shall not have any lack because the shepherd provides. Everything he will provide everything you need. Period. And 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 he's he's like he's committed to provide for you. A good shepherd does that, and not only provide, but he takes care of you. He goes when you go. He he wants to lie you down on a fresh, tender, green pasture. That's good food, fresh. What was that? What was last last night? We shop at the fresh something. Fresh time, everything is fresh. So we bought a whole bunch of fresh things. I could not eat them at all. So what am I going to do with all this fresh stuff? I bought cheese. I got carried away. Wow. (laughs) So I'm going to have all kinds of cheese in my suitcase, if you can believe that. I don't know if you do that, but I do all kinds of things like that. I have lemons in my suitcase because I don't want to throw lemons. I bought like five lemons, and I used only two. So the three lemons, I'm going to take home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foreigner, y'all. I'm not like you Americans. <laughs> like you, food in your luggage? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> like, you don't want to throw food away. I, I grew up in very shortage of things. It's like and you don't throw food away. So I put it in my suitcase. I'm sure those dogs at the airport go, (laughs) (laughs) what's going (laughs) on? They want to eat my suitcase. (laughs) I don't know. I always have my suitcase open. It's either the cheese or the lemon or something, and they put the tag like, sir, the security. (laughs) You know, when I first went to the mission mission trip to uh Nicaragua I got talked into going to this uh Nicaragua orphanage by this um wonderful uh this Nicaraguan man they met me in Toronto somewhere and so I go, okay I, I first of all I told him look I, I don't have any time I'm solid book you know he goes oh please you gotta come there's an orphanage and this I go, oh boy he's pushing all the buttons right <laughs> um so okay, I said, listen, th- th- really, if you look at my schedule, the only time I have off is Christmas. He goes, oh, good, Christ- come Christmas. He <laughs> goes, that's not what I meant. I meant like <laughs> I'm going home for like a week for Christmas. That's it. He says, but, but come come, to us at Christmas. Like, who, who does anything in Christmas? Everybody goes home and relaxes. Like, he says, no, if you come, we'll have a huge party and all that. Okay, let me talk to my wife. So talk to Winnie, talk to Yana. We had to talk to Yana because this at Christmas is Christmas. It's special for for kids, right? And so uh, somehow we we, we get figured out that the Lord wants us to go. So we brought her girlfriend and everything, so we can have a whole week together, you know, and do some ministry. So d- am I? I'm leaving, getting ready for for flying. And he says, "Oh, can you also bring some turkeys?" I go. how? Wh- what do you mean bring turkeys? Like, how do I bring turkeys? He says, oh, uh, turkeys, uh, the the children, like, the turkeys a big deal, like, and there's no turkeys in Nicaragua, so you have to bring them from America. And he says, like, how do I bring turkeys from America? Put them in your suitcase. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> I'm sure they're going to get confiscated, right? You don't bring meat in, you know, meat is, <laughs> no. Yeah. oh, no, no, it's So I'm going to Walmart at midnight before the flight, and I'm buying a suitcase and got four large turkeys frozen. (laughs) Hopefully, they'll remain that way. So I'm just (laughs) so that's why I waited late because it's early morning flight. So I'm just loading, thinking this is this is really a waste of money, and because you know, sure enough, we're arriving. And we're going through the custom thing, and they, you know, the, the x ray, everything. There they are, turkeys. So they open the suitcase, <laughs> and I'm going, that's it, it's going to get confiscated. But the custom guys go, oh, turkeys, very good, go for <laughs> it. <It's> like, what? <laughs> they were like, wow, so good. They were like, good job, you brought turkeys. <laughs> so that's where. I, I got into the bringing stuff in my suitcase. <laughs> now I'm bringing extra cheese from the shopping, from my shopping spree. <sighs> so, going on, God preparing table. He's guiding you, fresh waters, resting you, and green pasture. All this good stuff. Uh, through the difficult times, he says, like when you go to the shadow of death and dark times and stuff, keep going. And when you know when you go through hell, don't stop. Just keep going. Because it's gonna be over. This is hell is not destination. Hard times come only temporarily to prove to you how faithful he is and he'll keep keep going. Just keep going. Hallelujah. Ron we're so proud of you keep going. You kept going through it. All these bad news you, you went you kept through because the Lord is a God of good good news. We've been praying for, for, and it's so good to hear his testimony all the way and the truck last night. It was so good. Because you know, we pray for you, your, your partner. So we, we want to make sh- our partners strong. And so we pray for you. And so praise the Lord. So, f- verse six surely, most of the saints say, surely goodness, right? But this was surely or only, only. I go, wait a minute. Is it surely or is it only? Because those two things are different. One is surely, one is only. Right? And I go, why, why is this lady adding the only to this? So I'm just, I don't, not that I don't trust her, but I just just wanted to double check. So I'm going into the concordance and all that. And guess what? The Hebrew word means both. At the same time means surely and also means only. In other words, you can say surely, but that also means only. Now, only, it's amazing, like exclusive. Only means that's it. You, it's not like maybe, it's not like, God is not like, here's my number, call me maybe. No, no maybe here, man. Only, only goodness, Right? Only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me. Shall follow me. One translation says goodness and mercy and, and love chases after me. The real chaser is God we feel like we chase Him, of course we long for Him and stuff, but really ultimately He's been chasing us before we even start to realize what's happening and God is pursuing us and He is providing Jesus to be our shepherd. And as we connect and and, and follow the shepherd in in union, guess what follows you? Only goodness. Like there's a trail of goodness everywhere we go because He's, Jesus is the god of goodness jesus is god of love jesus is merciful and forgiving and kind and this whole thing he attracts goodness and love and and kindness and that's that's what he is and and behind you other people are coming and you know they follow goodness you're a leader you are leaders every one of you You are leaders in Christ because Christ is the leader of all leaders. Amen? And while we follow him like his sheep, but also we're becoming leaders automatically. That's just how it happened. So I just want you to see yourself as followers of Jesus and leaders of others. If you're young, uh, let's say if you're 5 years old or 10 years old, other kids see you praising the Lord, guess what? They're praising the Lord. I was filming this little child here and she's a leader. She's going for it. That's leadership. She may not be aware necessarily, but the Holy Spirit is on on her and she's just doing the flag. Seeing one of you doing a flag in there, giving that flag. (laughs) She's doing the flag and I film her. And others are going to be affected by this child. Many. Our blessing to many. Whoa. You feel you feel the spirit here? So make you prosper. In so doing. In so doing, as as Aaron is blessing the people, they will bless, they will place my name on the people of Israel. Through blessing, you place the name of Jesus onto other people. You bless it th- through that blessing, Aaron's blessing. That's how say and say these three, four, five blessings that you know. And that's how you're gonna put my name on the people. You're gonna uh, stamp it, if you will, or, or engrave it in their heart, because the hearts are responding through blessings, and and hearts receive it. So you put put His name on people's hearts. Amen. That's how you are. And and then he said, and then, and then I will confirm it by blessing them. In other words, you evoke these blessings, say it to them, and as you're saying it, and you're putting my name on it, then I'll support what you just said. I'll support it, and I'll do the miracles, i do the blessings, I'll I'll prosper them, just, but we have to say it. That's why it's so important to, to use uh, your your mouth is so important in blessing don't just think it say it look at people and and say God bless you give them a smile because God is a god of smile amen yeah. whoa so so um, I see a lot of children here a lot of young families and, and this is so good um, this is like takes me, something the Lord talked to me a while back and not every church wants to necessarily hear that or do it but this church does and both churches and what it is 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 God is saying how important it is for us to pay attention at young families. Why? Because uh you know when you're a teenager, you're all good, you know it all like Mom and Dad, yeah, yeah, I, I got it, you know. But when you, when you become like in a college age, you start to fall in love, and you find your mate, and start falling in love. And when you're in love, you don't think about anything else. You're just happy and in love. And that's good. But when the, when, when, when you get married, and when the baby starts to come, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. Mom, what were you saying? <laughs> Dad, you open to advice? Why? Because the. Because the <laughs> authority of raising a, a human being falls on you. You go, oh, oh, you go, what am I going to do? Mom, you know. And you're open to advice. You need advice and you need encouragement. And you need help because the responsibility is, 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 is coming, right? So the Lord says, this is the most vulnerable st- stage of a, of a human life, a young. Young parenting. Young parenting is really, really... Most... Because right there is... Even in the non-Christians, everybody is like open. If you're going to be ever open, that's that's the age where you're most open. generally speaking. Right? Track. And and God is saying, if if we as a church body realize that and begin to really come around young couples. Because... um, they need it. They need help. They need extra, extra help. And so you, 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 you protect this moment where they're still in love. They, uh, they young parents, and they still have hope to raise uh, their child in, in, in a, in, you know, good as a good city. You know, like raising a human being on earth. And so that's the moment to really come around them, pray for them. You know. And 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 so, but notoriously, pastors in general, not exceptions, always like here. But pastors in generals are not so keen on focusing on young families because pastors don't know if they're even gonna show up Sunday morning because, like, by the time they put the diapers and cook the eggs and this and that, and it's like eleven (laughs) thirty. This time goes like that, and it's like, where are they? I don't know. Oh, we think, well, they finally end up watching uh, on the Wi-Fi, you know, because it's, you know, just this extra thing comes on them, and they they can't quite, so you can't count on them. Now, uh, empty nesters, you've grown, the kids are grown, gone to college, so you have more time, and of course, you're committed to church, and you come Sunday morning, and of course, they have, good salary and then just your sore and it's like the whole things like become these these guys are reliable right so pastors naturally tend tend to look toward uh, uh, older adults and you know and, and and that's all good but but meanwhile you miss this young couples sure they might not quite have the money because they're raising kids and stuff but don't miss this moment right What God is saying is, is mobilize the fathers and the mothers. Grandmothers and grandfathers, we need you. The golden years that you've collected all the wisdom and and you have extra time and hands, come around the young families. Mobilize and and bring them on as a project to, to focus on. And the young, and the teenagers, we need your energies. And, and come and, and help uh, babysit when you can. And, and, and not just babysit, but we want you to train these kids, your leaders, and talk to them about the Lord and worship with them, pray with them. Don't just babysit and watch TV, but turn on the worship and start dancing and singing and praising and prophesy over them. We want, you know what I'm saying? So the, what the Lord is saying is really in a, in a central focus of the life of, commu- of b- a believer's community should be the young couples. Because, you're, like I said, there's wholeness, there's still love, there is, there's uh, you know, hope for the young generation, so the babies. So stir that up and make, make the young couples feel like they're seated in heavenly places. Attention and encouragement, stuff, make them feel they're like on the top of this mountain, not buried with diapers and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but offer to cook a meal for them. Say, hey, how about I bring a pot, uh, a stew, something Saturday night? You could, you know, it's ready for you, you don't have to worry about it. Let's, you know, so get them, take off something from them so they're not overwhelmed. Because young moms get to be overwhelmed. And and so in so doing, you're gonna preserve this love that is still going wonderful before the fights come. <coughs> catch it before the disagreements. What's wrong with her? You know, nothing wrong. She's just stressed, okay? It's fine. You know, so catch him and relieve some of that. Grandma, grandpa, offer. Grandma, come some Tuesday afternoon and say, let me hold your babies, take a nap. Oh, that will be heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know my daughter is like, oh, good, I slept two hours. Because <laughs> we came and kind of hung around the kids, and she was resting, you know. That's just a thing like that is huge, a break, right? And then you, you're helping them stay in love and, and, and have great hope for raising a new generation in, in an awesome way, that way what happens is if you feel like you're seated in heavenly places in an experienced way, what is gonna happen is your babies are gonna be raised in the lap of God. Those babies, yeah. they're gonna naturally raised in the lap of God. As long as you're in that experiences and you're secure, what they're gonna feel is heaven on earth, lap of God. So these little ones here, 10 years from now, they're going to be the Shadrach, Michigan, and Benegal of the youth group. Yep. Oh, natural piece of cake. This is good. It, you know, they're just trained by God. They're raised with God. They're confident. They're just like Shadrach, Michigan. Even in a stress situation, they go, we don't care. We're not going to bow to this guy. We know who we are. We're not slaves. We're sons and daughters of the most high guy. And the only one we buy, bow down is Jesus. We're not bowing down. They're confident. They're secure. They're not like, you know, but they're secure in who they are. So 10, years, 10 more years from now, like 20 years from now, they're going to be the Daniels of the college campus. We got this. We know what the dreams are. We know how to interpret dreams. We know, we know where we're going. We know where we're going. Solomon says, I know more than my teachers because you are the best teacher. You've taught me. You know what I'm saying? They're not like, oh, you know, but they're learning, they're growing, but they're confident. So 10 more years, like 30 years from now, they're the top, they're the most sought out of the companies. They w- Every company wants to be, to have them because they're the Joseph. They get the, Economy. They get where we're going. They're prophetic. They know what's happening. And they have the wisdom of God of how to solve the situation that is upcoming. They, They know the future. They're raised with God. Amen? Ten more years from now, which is 40 years from now, they're the next fathers and mothers. They're the fathers and mothers of the world. Does that make sense? So God is saying... It's easier to protect and preserve what is whole than to keep fixing what's broken. Yes. Of course we need to minister to broken situations and and and, and out you know, outsiders succumbing they, they need ministry. But don't miss this. Keep that whole. Does it make sense? So talk about child trafficking. While we're fighting in, in third world because there's not enough mom and dads. That, in fact, the whole phenomena of trafficked children is because there's moms and dads are not in place. <laughs> Either I mean I'm not pointing fingers and rocks because I, I get it. Poverty is is just just evil. Like it, it beats people down, puts them down, and of course, you know, uh, easy. It's easier for people like that, they're so beaten down to let go of their kids, often for money or for this or for that, but bottom line, children are not what God sees children, because even if you're poor, I don't care what you got, children don't care how rich or poor you are, children care to have a mom and dad with them, and you're giving, even the little you have, you're giving them your best, and they're happy with that, it's not about how well, you off you are, but what, how you give to them, Amen? Yeah. And if if somebody wants to take your child, you go over my dead body. I'll give my last meal to them, and I'll die before I give them because that's is how f- a parents do in, in God, right? So that's not there. Okay, so there's a culture that is not quite like this. So our job is to infuse the culture of true parents from heaven's perspective. On that. in order to stop it uh, you know it's one thing is to rescue kids but it's another thing is to stop mm-hmm. them from being given away because we rescue few there's more out rescue there's still more it's just like it goes so to end child trafficking we have to ultimately raise a whole new generation of moms and dads that feel like Jesus giving their life you know what i mean yeah. and uh, so uh, that's what the Lord is saying, to end trafficking, you know, mobilize moms and dads and educate what a real mom and dads are. Mm-hmm. And then here in the U.S., all of a sudden, I'm beginning to realize that uh, we need, uh, that they're, they're beginning to have children traffic. U.S. kids are beginning to get traffic because not enough imports you know, and the perversions is growing, and it's just weird, and more children are needed. So now we have a new thing: U.S. kids are being trafficked. According to the statistic, we have over a quarter of a million U.S. kids, our own kids, in traffic sex, primary sex slavery. Right now, and so I'm going, wow. So Lord is saying, here's what you're gonna do. You're going to start this. Um, he gave me like. 1 Samuel 7 as example. Read it; the whole chapter is amazing. And is a is a trafficking situation going on. The enemies, Philistines, have occupied Israel and abusing Israel and raping and taking and you know, s- devil is always same. Still, kill and destroy. It's not about Philistines anybody. It's about the enemy. He wants to enslave people, right? Abuse. So uh, Israelites ran to the prophet Samuel. Why? Because Samuel had a reputation of having very strong relationship with God, where God hears his voice and he hears God's voice. And so they say, cry out to us, cry out to us before the Lord to deliver us, to rescue us from this trafficking situation. So the prophet grabbed a, ba- a baby lamb, suckling lambs in the Bible, the, the, the Amplified, a the suckling lamb, which is really baby lamb, and offer it as a burnt offering to the Lord. Soon as the the smoke went in the nostrils of, of God. God immediately answered. He cried out. And of course, he was not just prophet, but he was also judge. Samuel was a judge, one of the judges of Israel. And so that's where our justice cry came out, this name, and God called the justice cry. And what it is is, as is, 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 is we offer the praise and sacrifice to the Lord, he answers and he He. Uh, Thunder over the enemy. God has a way of doing that. It, it happened several times in, in the wars of Israel. If you remember Gideon, God bring fear and panic to the enemy. And, and, and they start killing each other. That's the story. They kill each other. Ezra- Israel didn't have to draw a sword because they were killing each other and Israel was shofar the declaration and praising God and, and the enemy killed each other. There was no third hand. No need to draw a sword. Just praise me and declare who I am. Jehoshaphat, as they were worshiping, the Lord fell upon the enemy and they fell upon each other's sword. They, they fell on their own. It's like suicidal. So this is as panic comes from God. And the enemy gets confused and it's easy to push out panicking enemy out of the borders. And all of a sudden, the borders are locked and they become... Impenetrable. They could not cross all the days of the prophet Samuel. Read the story. All the the days of prophet Samuel, God kept the enemy over the boundaries of Israel. Could not cross. That's how much authority in the leadership. When you are in the Lord and in relationship with Him, you become a natural leader. And now we are prophets of God. We are the prophets of God. Amen. We are the kings and the priests of God. We are the prophets. Together we become a force. And upon our request and upon our crying out, God just pushes that enemy of trafficking children out of the territory. So the way I see the direction from the Lord, we're going to start doing that over cities, over townships, over cities, who agree that they want no trafficked children, no trafficking in their Municipal authority. In fact, the, Samuel poured that anointing and authority over David. And the same thing gets said about David. During David's reign, enemy could not cross the boundaries of Israel. Wow. The borders of Israel could not be crossed. Talk about invisible wall. I mean, t- Trump is trying to make the wall and, and bless him for what he's doing, but I'm telling you, there is there is authority from God. Right? Not taking any side, but I'm just saying there's authority of God, boundaries, borders for the evil not to come in. Amen. And then and then and then of course, same thing gets said even for Solomon, even though he faltered, but for David's sake, and for Samuel's sake, God kept the borders uncrossable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Woo! So God says what's going to start happening is city after city, we're going to see as an intercessors getting together, as a prophets of God together with, with one voice, say, that's it, no more. And God will push these. Uh, there's technology in place backing us up. They say if you're going after that, and if you talk the mayor into it, and the police chief into it, and, and the community, and if they agree, do an event. And so we're going to do a huge worship event. An all day, just describe like a like a worship festival type, all day Saturday or something, and and that's going to be the inauguration that we, we kick this into. And city after city, we're going to see territories of no more child trafficking in our township, in our city. What's the name of your town here, city? <laughs> no. Spencer. Spencer. Imagine Spencer, no child trafficking. Ever it can't happen. It gets exposed. It, it just is unthinkable, and that's how g- the territory of God starts to grow. Amen. Yeah. You agree with me? Yeah. That's gonna happen. That's the plan of God. So that that way we we begin to expand expand extend territories of, of God's protection. Divine. He he'll, he'll do that, but we have to stand. Amen. Yeah. And uh, um, the the first. Event like that would be May 2020. So, like in Hershey, this is going to be. And why Hershey? Well, partly because we're there, close. So our our school is going to we're going to be there. It's it's in a ne- But there's a unique why because Mr. Hershey, the chocolate factory the guy, he was when he was a child, he was a slave for uh, slave labor. He was child he was child slave. <coughs> And then he ran away, there's an amazing story, he got saved, he built this huge factory and then on the same spot where he was um, forced labor, he built his first orphanage. Oh, wow. It's a real amazing story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Powerful story, testimony. So that Hershey arena, something like 11,000, and we're going to just start there. And mi- meanwhile we're talking to the mayor, M- one of our students in, in Harrisburg is a mayor. Mayor from, from a, a township, not a very large township, but he was a real mayor, and he's talked with mayors. There's a whole, there's a whole movement among mayors; they agree with that. And now we're talking to the governor of Pennsylvania, and the governor of Pennsylvania is on the page 100%. He just signed anti-trafficking law last Friday, a week from Friday, right. anti-traff in a state. So the way I look at it, God is setting it up. Yeah. They even as soon as state, a whole state will be no trafficking in yeah. here. The technology is there to track traffickers. Yeah. But but it's beyond technology, we the, the fathers and the mothers are gonna rise first and that God's gonna work through his prophets, through his intercessors, through his community. Amen. Yeah. So get ready. Yeah. We're gonna do it together. That's what yeah you're supporting and praying it says we're doing together by the way we have this May we have another conference in uh, C- Columbus Ohio so come on up let's just shake that city May middle of May I think so Ooh. can we do a prophetic thank you for listening to this message to you.